0: Welcome back to North of Shy, the Baird and Warner North Shore Podcast. I'm Eric Schwinger, your host for this episode, and I'm sitting here with Katie Coogan, an agent out of our Winneka office. How are you doing, Katie?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me here today.
0: Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Uh, Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your real estate experience?
1: I became a real estate agent in 2015. Um, after working as a teacher's aide in Northbrook for seven years with first graders. And I kind of felt like it was a time for a change. I was ready for a challenge. I was always interested in real estate. And I have a friend, actually, who worked in our office. And so she asked me, have you ever been interested in becoming a real estate agent? So that's sort of how it got started for me. So
0: you've been in real estate now about seven years, it sounds? Uh uh-huh. And you were a teacher before then. Do you find a lot of your teaching skills uh, kind of translate over to the real estate world? They
1: absolutely do because I think yeah. that you have to have a lot of patience and some and guidance.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: Whether you're working with a first-time buyer or whether you're working with an empty nester or a senior citizen, you know, who's leaving their home of you know fifty years perhaps. So yeah, and absolutely. they haven't sold a home in a long time. So I feel like you really use some of those same skills with, that you might work with with children and education.
0: Absolutely. Some of the best real estate agents I know have a background in education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we're here today to talk a little bit about some of the work you're doing with that senior community that mm-hmm. you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, you've been working a lot lately with the Lodge of Northbrook, which mm-hmm. is a senior living community, right? An assisted yes. living community yes. mm-hmm. in Northbrook right here down the street from where we're recording this episode. Um how did you kind of get into that line of work?
1: Um, I got involved probably almost two years ago. They were they had some units that uh, were for sale that were from new construction. They also had some units for sale from um, current, they call them financially responsible parties. And the only way that they were really marketing them was from their own websites or through uh, mailers, through the, you know, sending out mailers to uh, prospective buyers. So they brought me on board to help really expose the properties to the market and to get them on the MLS. So, um, you know, that's what I've been doing. I work very closely with the marketing director of the Lodge of Northbrook and um, really helping the families that they've, well, their loved one has probably moved into assisted living or perhaps passed away, so really helping the families find buyers for these units. Yeah,
0: I would imagine that's kind of a challenging population to work with, right? Because as you mentioned before, a lot of these folks have been in their homes for a really long time, so moving is a difficult transition. Um, So what are some of those challenges that you've experienced with working with seniors and moving them, transitioning them into sort of this senior living or assisted living facility?
1: Um, well, as you can imagine, they may have many years of personal belongings and furniture, and it can just seem like a daunting task to move from their home that they've raised a family in. is It's probably going to have much more square footage, and they need to, you know, move to a facility that not only is going to be smaller, but, um, you know, depending on their health care needs, uh... You know, you need to find a place for them that meets those needs.
0: Sure. So you mentioned that the kind uh, they're downsizing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is downsizing. Mm-hmm. So what are those units at the lodge like? Like, what is a typical unit at the lodge like?
1: Um, we have one bedrooms, two bedrooms, two bedrooms plus a den. They go from probably 700 square feet to over 2,000 square feet. Um, they all have full kitchens. They have uh, laundry in the units. They've all been thoughtfully designed. They're ADA compliant. All the doorways would accommodate a wheelchair if that were necessary. The the counter height um, is accessible. So, um, yeah, when they built the lodge, this was all taken into consideration for the senior citizen population.
0: Yeah, very cool. So it's kind of like, Condo living, right?
1: It is. It's very similar to condo living. Um, you have your own apartments, you come and go as you please. Um, so it's independent living. And um, there are services available or they I should say that the um staff of the Lodge of Northbrook can help arrange for services should they be needed.
0: And services you mean like healthcare services yes. and things like mm-hmm. that. Okay.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I've discovered that um, for families as they're, you know, considering this is a two-bedroom can accommodate a, uh, you know, like, for example, if someone needs um, home health care and they need 24-hour care, there's room for a provider to come stay there in the second bedroom.
0: Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. So you do have the option for live-in care?
1: Yes, you can. Some families have done that.
0: Gotcha. And that's independent of the lodge, right? So the family would Mm -hmm. arrange that on their own.
1: They can arrange it on their own, or they have staff at the lodge that
0: can help arrange that. Okay, Mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah. Um, So did you need any specific training or certifications to work with the senior population?
1: Um, I decided to get my SRES certification. Um, I just... Coming from education, you know, I, I enjoy learning, and I like having this types of certification. It's like I have the ABR for working with buyers, and so I just thought that that was a natural step as I started working with more and more senior citizens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, aside from kind of the healthcare aspect of it, what other types of amenities are available to the residents at
1: the lodge. Um, They have breakfast every morning that's served. It's complimentary um, Monday through Friday. Uh, They have two dining rooms and I should back up and say there's there's two phases. One that was built in 2013, one that was built in 2017, and there's a dining room in each building and all the residents are welcome to use the facilities in both (laughs) buildings. Um, They alternate offering dining in the evening in each dining room. Um, each month. So the residents become familiar with both buildings. Um, they have a workout facility, they have an art studio, they have um, a workshop, if you're into work, work, work uh, excuse me, woodworking. Um, they have classes every day, Every day, uh, exercise classes, they bring in uh, special speakers, and they have a, a, a lifestyle director that, plans all these activities, but she does take input from the residents as she plans programming.
0: Wow. Sounds like there's all sorts mm-hmm. of cool stuff available. Yes.
1: Yeah. know, yeah, I was going to add that from talking to the residents that live there. Um, one of the things that we really discovered through the pandemic that being isolated in your own home is never a good thing. And Even if you only go down for the continental breakfast and grab a cup of coffee, just seeing a familiar face and talking with them in the morning, this is socially and mentally and just physically, everything about it is great for senior citizens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've read, you know, I haven't read the studies, but I've read Mm -hmm. a lot of articles and other things written about how social connections Mm -hmm. can improve mental health and longevity particularly among senior citizens. So yeah, absolutely. Yes. Very cool. Um, so you've now been working with this, you know, population, the Mm -hmm. senior population for a couple of years now, it Mm -hmm. sounds, um, do you have any advice for agents who might be interested in getting involved with working with seniors?
1: I do. So I think that, um, you have to be very patient. You have to be flexible, um, Some senior citizens, for example, even from the listing agreement, might not have an email address, might not have a computer. So even though I know we're really going towards a paperless society, you have to be flexible and willing to print out the listing agreement and all the (laughs) disclosures and work with them, you know, one-on-one at the kitchen table and and fill out the paperwork. Um, They may need help you know, emptying out the house. They may or may not have family nearby. So I think it's important to have a really good list of resources to help your clients. And, you know, you might not be afraid to roll up your sleeves and help them as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Another issue I've come across is they may not have um, the physical capability because of some sort of handicap to leave the house for showings. So I've had to make accommodations where I, say, I might say, OK, can we choose a time during the week, a two-hour block, or Saturday, a two-hour block, where you can leave the house and we can have showings during that time. So I just really feel like you have to be flexible. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, things like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even have thought about, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It makes sense to me that there might be someone living in the house for 50 years and they have a lot of stuff to get rid of, but I wouldn't even think about how you need to be flexible with technology Mm -hmm. and with, um, you know, disabilities and things like that and limited mobility and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, Good things to consider if you are thinking about getting involved with, you know, working with the population. And would you say that the certification you got was useful and helpful for you?
1: It was useful. And, you know, some of it – I already know because of I'm I'm heading towards the senior citizen population myself, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that it was very valuable and uh, really great information and worthwhile. And to be able to say that you know I am a senior real estate expert, right? So and to have that on your resume, I think it's important. Great. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, do you have any advice for folks who might? find that it's time for them or someone in their family to start considering a transition into senior housing? Like, what would be their first step, or who should they talk to?
1: I do, and I do think you mentioned family. It A lot of times, it is a family decision. The kids are involved, and um, as a real estate, you're interacting with the entire family, not just the senior citizens, and um, I think that. They have to evaluate their health care needs. And as they are interviewing places to move to, that's probably the first priority, just to you know to think about their healthcare needs. Do they have any limitations? And you know, what is offered at the facility? Because um, I
0: would imagine, yeah. not, sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. not all these facilities are created equal. They don't so all offer right. the same amenities or the same services or healthcare, so. That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't even think about those things, but those are important considerations, it, right?
1: Yeah, even if you're independent right now, you need to think, well, what if my healthcare needs change? Do you have the services that I need?
0: So, I I, got,
1: I think that's important as well. Um, are you a social person? Do you like activities? Are you a joiner? Some people are not interested in that and have their own families and friends and they really just want to come and go as they please. Yeah. Um, does the place have transportation? If I can't drive anymore, do you have a shuttle service to take me to my doctor's appointments? Um, yeah, I just think those are all considerations, you know when you're thinking about moving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been great. Um, do you have anything else that you'd like to add to the conversation before we let you go for the day?
1: Um, I would be I guess I want to say, Explore all your options when you're thinking about moving. Um, And as a senior citizen that is, you know, thinking about leaving their home, uh, I think it's important to work with a real estate agent that uh, understands your generation and your needs and uh, to have a really good list of uh, professionals that you work with that are Service providers that are used to working with the senior citizen population. Yeah, I think that's important.
0: Very good. And I guess I should mention too that mm-hmm. you not only work with the lodge mm-hmm. it, to help seniors transition mm-hmm. while they're buying a unit at the lodge, but you also help seniors who might be looking to sell their home, right, and move to one of these facilities. So you're not only working to help them transition into the lodge, but you're working to help them sell their their home, also, right?
1: Yes. Right, and the lodge is not for everyone. I've had uh, clients uh, move into North Shore Place or um, or rental or even move out of state to be near other families. So sure. all those options.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, if somebody's listening and they want to get a hold of you, how would someone get a hold of you, Katie?
1: Um, I can be reached at... Um, my cell phone, which is 847-951-9515, or email anytime. It's katie, K-A-T-I-E, dot coogan, C-O-O-G-A-N, at bairdwarner.com.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much for coming out today, Katie. We really appreciate appreciate your insights into working with the senior population. And uh, you heard it here, guys. If, you've, if you or someone you know in your family is looking to make a transition into uh senior living, or just looking to make a move, uh, Katie Coogan has the resources to help out. So reach out to her. And uh, until next time, take care. Thanks so much.